It's always a good day to eat a sandwich. On our cover shot, you'll see a Reuben sandwich from Hank's Black Forest Bakery and Deli, or as they say in German, Schwarzwald. Do you like sandwiches? Not that I like them specifically. No, not specifically. Tell me, teach me about sandwiches. You were the one that wanted to talk about sandwiches. <laughs> no. Uh, no, no, you're okay. into salads. Never mind. No, no, okay, that's okay. <laughs> let, me, let me not slap you around. Uh, <laughs> it's called this episode salads. Uh, no, 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 no. The thing no? is, okay. the thing about sandwiches. I want to know more. They, Tell me more. Well, they have this thing called, uh, you know, soup and salad or soup and sandwich. Like, why would anybody get a salad? Salads are for cows and donkeys. Salads are for cows and donkeys. They walk around and they just eat grass and stuff in the field. Like the face Humans bull. eat sandwiches. What? Sandwich. What did face. you say? Did the chat go off? Are you still there? Hello, are you still there? Uh, apologies. Uh, yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Let's I'm back. Sorry. Here. Unexpected just, delay. That sounds... That's fine. Yeah. Well, the thing about sandwiches is, as I was saying, you know, I think sandwiches are a higher form of civilized eating because they involve, you know, bread and maybe some meat or cheese. You have to cut things. You have to put it together. You have to put it on a plate. Like salad is just like, you know, cows wandering around a field chewing on weeds. But the picture that we have on our thumbnail is from a really very popular and really great place here in Dallas. A, a lot of um, expatriates go there. They have a lot of uh, people that buy soccer merchandise there, gummy bears, German mustard, German sausage, German cakes. It's like they have all these beers. What I like about it is you don't even feel like you're in Dallas. You feel like you're in Europe, but you don't have to get on a plane. Well, what, so I, what I like what I like about sandwiches is that you don't need any spoon or stuff because they're typically hand foods, right? Oh, well, I eat a sandwich with a fork. No, no, I, no. I, okay. As you can Apologies. see on the plate, the plate there, it, it comes with, uh, oh, like German potato salad. And it, it also comes with uh, sauerkraut and like you can order a beer with it. So I usually get it, it as a a plate, but a lot, a plate lunch, but a lot of people, you know, will get the, the sandwiches to go. And another type of sandwich is a gyro, which is popular in, you know, Turkey and Greece and Middle Eastern restaurants. It's, uh, yeah, usually lamb uh, loaded up onto a spit that's grilled on the side of a wall. And then the guy sh shaves it off into a piece of pide bread and sometimes they add onions and tomatoes and maybe lettuce, but, you know, lettuce usually has E. coli in it. So, uh, and then they put in some tzatziki sauce, which is like garlic and yogurt. So gyro is a very popular, all, um, another like to go, to go sandwich. Did you ever eat a gyro? No, I didn't know that didn't exist until the other day. See, there's so much. There's so many reasons to be in Patroma therapy. You learn about sandwiches, 
you know, you learn about literature, new authors, literature. new stories, everything. Yes, um, I'm. I also like this. Um, another thing about sandwiches that I wanted to tell you about. I'm. I'm not. You might be mature enough to hear this, but this might be a little bit sensitive to our. Uh, if if you mean Subway but, sandwiches, I tried it once. <laughs> Subway. Yeah, Subway is kind of like when you can't think of anything and you're drunk or high, you just go to Subway. Yeah, I felt Subway. overwhelmed <laughs> with plethora of options. It's like buying peanuts because they offered me so many choices, I didn't know what to buy. I, I think I ran away. Well, you know, they, I, I went there once. Uh, I went, maybe I've been to a Subway and they have hot meatball sandwiches. They also have cold sandwiches and they have, yeah, there's a lot. And then... The guy's got a glove on his hand and just asks you what you want in his, your sandwich. And I just keep telling him, just keep adding this, keep adding this. So it becomes a box with just a small piece of bread under it with everything that I want just loaded on top of it. But yeah, Subway is uh, Subway is a kind of a place where people go, like I said, when they're when they're drunk or high. But I mean, that's just Dallas. That's Dallas. And people drink a lot and engage in recreational uh, activities. What kind of sandwich did you get at Subway? Yeah, uh, apologies again. Someone's keep entering my room and I'm trying to get them the fuck out of here and uh, keep you on mute. But again, I'll keep you out, okay? I'll cut that part out. But I don't want to well, start it over because it's interesting. That's fine. Let's just keep talking. What kind of sandwich did you have when you were there? Were there? Did you have meatball or just? I think it was some some, some kind of a cheese and steak sandwich. That sounds so something good. very simple. Yeah, and I think if I want to make sandwich, for instance, today later on today, if I go home, can I? I mean, can I make it myself? All I need is cheese and steak, right? Well, I don't know. You're a man. These are these are questions to be or not to be. That is the question. Okay, I can throw into. No, no. I mean, run. there's another type of sandwich called Philly cheesesteak, which is, originated out of Philadelphia, and it's a it's a long bun that's kind of grilled, and then you load in the the grilled meat and grilled uh, onions, and then you load in cheese, and then you add love, and then you wrap it up, and you are in Philly cheesesteak heaven. You add love? You add you in add love? love. How can you add love oh. into sandwich? Well, because the guys always ask, well, what else do you want? Because, like, they're on the line there, and, and they're asking you what you want. Like, do you want, you know, bell peppers in it? Do you want more tomato? And I say, we'll just add in some love. And they go, oh, okay. Well, it, that's an idea. Point. I mean, that's the marketing. I think uh, from the marketing point of view, that's a very smart step. Yes. Do you, wanna, yes. do you want some love? Do you want me to give you some love? Yeah, I want in my to sandwich? Just... <laughs> yeah, put, <laughs> How much put is some it? Love on... I mean, my put love is not love. for sale, but anyway. Put some love on that meatball sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> is there any favorite recipe? I mean, sandwich recipe, uh, yours? Like oh, oh one? my gosh. I love, I'm sort of famous. I think I told you David Anton has this two cousins, Chris, Anton, and then Eric. So Eric is actually a, a 
a trained chef. He's he's the head chef at a place called uh, uh, 1851 on Austin. He's, he's like an amazing chef. But he was living in Dallas before he started working there. He was working at some really high-end restaurants here. And he had to get, I don't know, maybe he doesn't want me to discuss this, but he had to get a small operation. <laughs> and so he had to be at home. And his girlfriend, who's really amazing, her name is Sage. She's very pretty and she's very smart and she's a, a East Texas girl. She had to go to work. So I told my friend David, I'm going to go babysit Eric. And, she, he, and David said, well, just don't do anything to get Eric in trouble. <laughs> so I bought a bottle of Canadian Club whiskey. I got some Gouda, smoked Gouda cheese, sourdough bread bacon oh, oh tomatoes i got all i bought all this stuff and then he knew i was coming over so he had, had he had just had some like small operation on an intestine or something and he was supposed to just be recuperating by laying in bed and sort of taking it easy <laughs> so so i was there you know i was there making this making bacon and cutting the tomatoes and pouring him you know, whiskey. I said, well, do you want it mixed with ginger ale? You just want a shot. So he, he was drinking whiskey and then I made a sandwich. It was so amazing. It it was, you know, sourdough and bread. Basically grilled. because you had whiskey with it. Well, that was just to take the pain off because when Sage got back, she goes, what are y'all doing? <laughs> Eric said, Patricia's been babysitting me, but she was laughing, and, and then she went ahead and ordered some Chinese food. But I, I like to make grilled cheese sandwiches, but I call them like, they're no, not just plain old grilled cheese. they got to have like bacon and amazing tomatoes. and yeah. But the simplest so sandwich I ever had was a peanut butter sandwich on bread. It's just oh, so yeah. easy to do. And you can throw some jam on it, and it's done. Well, I think Elvis Presley was famous for loving PB and J peanut butter and jelly. And now I did in the not stores, know that. now in the stores you can get peanut butter and jelly mixed into one jar. I did not know that either. You know, you could go shopping this weekend and just, you know, open up new possibilities. Well, I want to tell you about another sandwich that I like. And I was saying that maybe some of our more sensitive listeners should should leave the room right now so like when people go to a dance club everybody's dancing everybody's having fun it's not like partner dancing like partner dancing is like the waltz or the tango or you're with your husband or you're with your boyfriend you're only dancing with you know the one person that you came with but uh at a couple of different places that i know it's just like a small dance floor anybody who feels like dancing can go out there and dance or someone can just bring their friends to dance and like all different kinds of people are dancing. So it's not just, you know, couples dancing. So one of my favorite <laughs> dances, of course, you know, you have to have been drinking several hours and the band starts at 10 and ends at two o'clock. So imagine it's midnight, you've been drinking. What would you be drinking if you were at a club at midnight? Would you drink vodka? Uh, Jack Daniels on Brooks. Yeah, okay, you're drinking that. Double, and, triple, uh, make it triple. <laughs> yeah, and then some people are drinking martinis and some people are drinking 
Bud Light and maybe I'm drinking a beer or maybe it's, I had a tequila shot. I'm, I don't really drink a lot, but I, I like to drink. I like to drink to have fun. So everybody's dancing. And then sometimes, sometimes I know that the girl is with the guy because I know they're a couple, but they know me. I go, hey, Kim, do you want to make a man sandwich? She goes, sure. Do you know what a man sandwich is? Okay, uh, so everybody's what, dancing. What sandwiches? Say again. A man sandwich. M-A-N. Yeah, I know. What's that like? Okay, remember, you've had two two whiskeys. Okay, so so this girl, Kim, or whoever it is, or Haley, or whoever it is, she dances on the front, the guy's in the middle, then I would dance behind the guy, and we kind of like mash up the guy and dance like that. <laughs> it's like mashing the guy between two women. So it's not edible, right? <laughs> no, you're dance it's a metaphor for dancing. It's a dance metaphor. Yeah, no one's I think you sound sexist. I feel marginalized. Can you tell Would me you more about the Elvis sandwich? I, I, I can't stop thinking about the <laughs> peanut butter and bacon and, and what whatever else. Well, I don't know. I think I think Elvis Presley choked on a peanut butter sandwich. That's one of the theories of how he died. He had he was. I don't think they're called quaaludes or barbiturates. I'm not sure what they're called. He had been over-prescribed some pills. And I think one of the stories is that when they found him in Graceland, that he, there was a half-eaten peanut butter sandwich on the bed. My God. <laughs> I should try it for myself. What? <laughs> no, I'm yeah. just talking to him. No, no. Peanut butter, peanut butter jelly is... is is actually pretty good and also almond butter and cashew butter like peanut butter and jelly peanut butter is good it's just like a classic sandwich but if you really you know cashew butter is kind of like the mercedes of butters of mm. yeah yeah cashew butter like yeah i know peanuts cashew i um there is a store downside downstairs and i go there buy sometimes peanuts sometimes cashew but uh they don't serve butter, butter, I think. I've never seen, at least I've never seen water. it here. No, no, no. Butter? Cashew butter. Cashew butter. Well, it might be, in, like, if you go to, like, a little import store, someplace where they have different imports from different places. Like, I like Maybe. to go to this no, it's, you all uh, you buy everything via internet these days. You don't go to any looking for import store. You just go to of course I do. local market site and you buy it. Yeah, everything no, goes online. That's not what? true. Every, everything that you're it saying is. is not true. Many people and some people buy things online. But, you know, if I'm in the mood for cashew butter, I want it out. I don't want to wait for Amazon to get a driver to come over like at 10 o'clock tonight and bring me cashew butter. I just want to go to the store and get it now. I'm, 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 not, in, I'm not into delayed gratification. I also, you I like... Packaging. You mean that, I like that. You mean that in-store shopping is better than online? I don't shop online. I buy books at bookstores. I buy mustard and sausage and peanut butter in stores. I buy beer at a place that's serving it off a tap. I 
I go, I, I don't know. I, I know every uh, many, many people are ordering many, many things online. But, you know, what this can lead to, this could lead to you just sitting at home drinking by yourself in the dark. And you can get a, a some, like, delivery company just to bring you bottles of Jack Daniels and hamburgers. And you just never leave home. You're just sitting on, online with your phone ordering stuff. Uh, I'm kind well, of man, I don't, I, don't, I don't want to exaggerate, but I'm just saying I like, like I like to go to places that are family owned. So this place, Hank's Black Forest and Deli and Bakery, there's politicians that go there. There's judges that go there. There's writers that go there. There's, remember I was telling you about the CFO guy that I met there? Yes. He, 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 uh, He's the CFO of, of a little gadget that you do all your ordering online at a restaurant. And like, I went with David and a couple, a bunch of people drinking at this place called White Rock Ale House. And at that place, the girl, we, we had probably about 10 people. I paid for myself and a few drinks. And then some other people were, had their bill together. But David's bill was supposed to be like $127. And the girl presented him with his bill. It was for like $18. And David said, that's wrong. And she goes, well, isn't your name David? And he goes, yeah. He said, well, please give me $18. So he gave the credit card and gave her a tip. And then we just, you know, bailed out of there. But, uh, you know, he wasn't wrong. But, but I, I'm just saying, you know, gadgets and online stuff, is okay. It's convenient. Everybody's kind of going to it, but in, unless you know what you're doing, it could be kind of disastrous. But I, well, I like the, the only this. disaster can be if the shoes. If you're buying shoes, because shoes, I think, cannot be bought online. Uh, you gotta buy them in person because they are different sizes. For, I mean, from brand to brand. Right, right. and also sometimes the, uh, like the back. Uh, like my right foot is slightly bigger than my left foot, just slightly. Mine and too. Mine really? too. Yes. <laughs> really? Maybe we're seriously. Evil. I mean, this is uh, infuriating and also amazing because I didn't know we have the same like large, <laughs> slightly larger right foot feet. I, w I wonder foot. if Michael what has a slightly larger foot? right. Foot. I, w I wonder if Michael chichi has a slightly larger right foot I, I wonder if tony Carnes. i there's so many things i wonder maybe our subscribers can tell us if their feet are the same size that made me think of the football what do they call it football one well, there are two feet right a football football <laughs> or football i don't know this well, online shopping have... is really confusing because you don't know what to buy unless or maybe well they also have the sizing they have USA sizing. They have UK sizing. And... Oh, I love you, USA sizing. I like. I know that mine is uh, thirteen because you never can never forget about thirteen. Number thirteen lucky, is lucky imprinted. thirteen. Well, you know the other thing is lucky that thirteen. I love that. Yeah. The, the picture 13. looks really, really good, but but when Which you picture? see the the picture of a shoe online, but when oh. you try it on, like suppose you go to REI or like Whole Earth. Whole Earth Provisions, place where they have tons of shoes from, um, like, shoes from Switzerland, Sweden, Bolivia, everywhere. They have all these amazing shoes. When you look at the shoes, the, the sample, and then they bring it and you 
try it on, actually the mesh is a little bit different or the, the arch is slightly different and you can't really try it on online. You have to have your actual foot in the shoe. Do, do you know if it's possible to order some kind of a sandwich uh, online? Oh yeah, well what you do, it's just called Grubhub. Any Grub place Hub? in the town, Grub, like Grub is a slang for food. And hub oh. means it's a delivery station. So there's quite a few places in Dallas where, you know, you're with your friends, you're watching a football game, and you need like a whole bunch of pizzas. You just call Domino's and they deliver it. Or you, you call Grubhub and you say, please go over here and we want this, 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 and deliver it. And so you just pay this third party to go pick up all your food and bring it to your, bring it to your place. So if I oh, know... I like if I know buy. that this one, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I mean, if I know that this one place has amazing grilled cheese sandwiches, or sometimes people will do, I've actually seen this. I, I'm not lying. It's on sourdough bread. It's grilled. It has bacon in it, and it's peanut butter and jelly. Peanut butter and jelly with bacon grilled on sourdough. And uh, you can order that with fries or whatever else you want. So let's suppose you're sitting around watching TV with a couple friends and you just want that. You just, you just sign up for a Grubhub account and they know the places where you like to go. And then the dude goes and picks it up and he brings it to your door and you give him a little tip and away he goes. You don't even have to get up off your couch. Yeah, I'm thinking of potato chips also. If you can put something <laughs> on, 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 on the sandwich but I'm not sure if it's... Uh, do you do that? I put potato oh, chips that. inside the sandwich because I figure it's going to go in your stomach anyhow. Someone wants to ask, why are you putting the potato chips in your sandwich? I said, well, it's going to go in your stomach anyhow, and I like the crunchy feel when I bite the sandwich. I use it, I use it because uh, I don't have salt, near, salt nearby. I use it instead of salt. Oh, that's good. I like yeah, it. I, mean, I like to use any all sorts of substitute for salt. Yeah. Like lime, lime squeezing lime on stuff as a substitute for salt and um also for sugar. Cuz sugar they say sugar is dangerous. I mean it wasn't but now it is. Well, all those artificial sweeteners are are dangerous. I mean I yeah, Can you do a like sweet sweet sandwich? I wonder. Well, peanut butter and jelly is kind of yeah. sweet. Uh, yeah, but... Well, uh, well, oh, another one that I really, really like is peanut butter and banana. You you get two pieces of bread. I like them grilled or toasted. Toast the bread, spread the peanut butter, cut up a kind of a medium ripe banana, and then drizzle some honey on it and put it together, and then make some coffee with some bourbon in it. Boom. You're set to go. Coffee Peanut butter... Bourbon. Peanut butter and banana on some toasted bread. And you set that on a plate. And then you have some coffee and you add like some bourbon. And, you know, it's good. Yeah, I'm thinking how many calories there are. Oh, I'm too old to think about calories. I'm enjoying my life. <laughs> I'm trying to understand if I think 4,000 or four. 400, I don't remember what the threshold is. Like your daily intake should not exceed 4,000. Yeah, well, who wrote that? 400. I mean, I uh, just know. Medical journals? I, yeah, who, what medical journal? Like the, the, the doctors and the lawyers are 
kind of have the America by the balls. So I don't, you know, any, excuse me for using the B word, but you know, mm. I, I, during the pandemic, I put on weight because we were all staying at home. And then I kept thinking, well, I'm tall, but you know, it's not good for my heart. So I decided and uh, that I was going to lose weight and the gyms were closed and you know, you couldn't get together with anybody because everybody was like, you know, preparing to die. So, so what I did was I had in 13 months, I lost like 50 pounds in 13 months. How did I do it? No, no sugar at home, no salt at home, no alcohol at home and no coffee at home. So when the pandemic, I started this kind of towards the mid to the end of the pandemic. So towards the end of the pandemic, if it's actually even over, you know, I'd go to doctor's visits or places, people are like, you look great. What have you been doing? Like, God, you look really great. I go, well, I have at home. I have no coffee. I have no sugar. I have no salt and I have no alcohol. And then just people looking like, gosh, that, that's all they live off of. But you know, if I'm going to go to lunch with a friend, I'll have a margarita with salt on the rocks. Or if I'm going to go for somebody's birthday, I'll eat a giant piece of cake. But I was trying not to keep a lot of that stuff here. So I have a lot of limes that I'll squeeze on stuff. And I only have only have one half drunk bottle of Maker's Mark right now. And I have one bottle of tequila that's got about like two shots in it. But it, I, I just... I, I even surprised myself. I said to myself, self, we're doing good. When you do sandwich, do you use the sliced bread they serve, um, they, they sell at the store? Because I hate that kind of bread. It's yeah, I always... like it. I yeah, I like to get ciabatta, sea salt ciabatta, oh, and slice it myself. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. sliced bread, it doesn't look like bread and doesn't taste like bread. By the way, I've been in Germany, England, and the U.S. And in Russia, of course, sliced bread differs from country to country. I don't know why. Okay. It's like well, the worst a... sliced bread. I I think. Uh, no, I, I, that wouldn't be politically correct. I say what it is. Anyway, do you don't use it. Chibala is much much tastier, right? Right. Right, and you know, there's a there was a there was bread that, that came out around the time of T A N G Tang, which was like a powdered uh, uh, orange juice and TV dinners around the you know around the Cold War and the astronauts doing different things. You know, they had they had this one kind of bread that came out. <clears throat> I was looking at the history of white bread, and it was called Wonder Bread or Rainbow Bread, and it had like no nutritional content and anything that was healthy, they took out of it. And it was just like gummy and kind of white. But I mean, some people like that. I mean, they, they also have at these country diners here, uh, something called Texas toast. So it's a big thick piece of bread that's been toasted with a lot of butter on it. But I like, I like homemade breads. There's a couple uh, bakeries that I'll stop by and there's a farmer's market this this one woman that sells bread, she always has a line at her table. I got this this loaf of bread. If you think of the tip of your finger to your elbow, this huge loaf of bread. I, I wanted some sourdough. They were sold out of that. I wanted some ciabatta. They were sold out of that. But I got this 
some other kind of bread, and it was some kind of Finnish, F-I-N, like Finland bread, and it it was like it was freshly baked. So she's baking all her all her breads, but. Gosh, now I just want to go buy bread and eat toast and put butter on it. <laughs> and what are you thinking of doing in terms of sandwiches? You're going to do PBJ or you're going to have uh No, I'm thinking cake? if I combine um, peanut butter, jelly, also uh, bacon, and maybe a little bit mayonnaise. I mean, how many calories would I consume and how much will it last? Would it allow me to be active throughout the day if tomorrow I'll be like, terraforming at my fallout shelter outside well, of Moscow? You know, or... Well, the thing is, is that, you know, those recommendations are based on the average person. And the average person, you're probably taller than the average person you're probably smarter than the average person. So you're going to be using your calories faster because your brain is working and your body is working. There's more area to distribute it over. So little short people with hummingbird mental, uh, metabolism metabolize food differently, but you are not a hummingbird. Meta metabolize? Metabolize? Met met like how food is like you put the sandwich in your mouth it goes into the esophagus and round and round and round and like it transforms into energy so you're saying well what if you eat peanut butter jelly bacon a little bit of mayonnaise and like jack daniels with some coca-cola think of the calories in that like a nice big icy glass full of ice and it's got jack daniels and coca-cola like that's probably like a hypoglycemic nightmare like the sugar index will be high, but I think you could metabolize it. You wouldn't. You could have be that. a doctor. Pardon me. You could be a doctor. I am a doctor. doctor no, I mean medical doctor because you know about human body a lot. Well, I've been in a body for quite a few years. Well, you know the word metabolism. You know the word digestion. Yes, but I don't know how it works. For instance. You don't think, how, well, okay, now I have to breathe in or breathe out. Or now I have to digest that apple. You know the word, but you don't know how it works. I mean, I've seen in biology, I think, classes in school, they tried to explain it to me, but uh, it was a long time ago. So it's like everything is new to me again. Well, plus you have, you told me you have symptoms of long-term COVID. You that too. What <laughs> Well, you know, it's interesting. There's voluntary and involuntary muscles. So, for example, in general, breathing is involuntary. We don't tell ourselves to breathe, whereas walking is voluntary. When we say, I'm going to get up out of my chair and walk to the door, our will tells us, okay, come on, legs up, over, walk. But like... Uh, Right now, your stomach is doing things, and you're not telling it to do things. On its own, it's doing things in there. That's involuntary muscles. Yeah, I mean, I uh, my muscles, they uh, involuntarily uh, clench uh, now and then. But uh, Well, you know, uh, some people at night, they clench their teeth. They're not aware. Like, you go to yeah, sleep. That, 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 that clenching the teeth is it, it, like... Uh, what I meant in no way, but uh, um, I don't know how can I improve that 
you know, mind muscle connection. Because sometimes I've noticed late that uh, it's happened before, by the way, before pandemic. I mean, I, for instance, I take a glass of water from the table, and I didn't think about that when I was young. But now, if I didn't think about it, I might just hit the um, the chair, which stood. Stand, oh, you uh, mean you're reaching out for the? T you're reaching out to pick up a glass of water, and you accidentally bonk into the chair. No, yeah, you, you accidentally dropped it. For instance, I uh, I'm afraid that could be a sign of something terrible coming. But uh, then again, it's not very often. It's not happening very often as of yet. And uh, anyway, well, I think uh, that's I. I so what are we talking I about sandwiches? I mean, I'm not I'm not a doctor, but uh, those could be some. I don't want to scare you. <laughs> I, I know. I, I'm already feeling hopeless and scared. And also... Um, no, it could be early onset Parkinson's. Because when I like the word. I know it's awful. I read that people lose their memory when they have that. But uh, I like the word Parkinson. Um, I mean, it sounds smart. Well, you know, my uncle had it, and uh, his it, it's and also my first cousin Dave Maltini had it. It, it was some men and that my mom's side of the family have it. It starts with the a little bit of the shaking of the hand and like like it's like right now I'm sitting here I'm holding a pen, and I'm I'm not aware of what I'm doing with the pen, but like if the pen would slowly drop, but I didn't purposely drop it, like that would be like. Like the muscles, the muscle memory starts to fail. Yes. But you know, it's. I got any. I have to have bigger hands to avoid this, uh, but uh, I, they're already big. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, do, no. do you have a lunchbox? Any, any lunchbox, maybe like from a your childhood or, or maybe. Yes. Cause, oh, uh, I have a. I that's have where a you put sandwich too. Well, you know, uh, one of my daughters was kind of famous because she had this dinosaur lunchbox that she carried into high school. And she was on the art art club and the drama club. And then she also tried out for fencing and a bunch of stuff. But she was kind of a, known for being arty and kind of wacky, but she had this dinosaur lunchbox. But when I was young, we had metal lunchboxes that had a thermos in it. And I remember I had a little short thermos that had red plaid around it and a red top. And my mother would put tomato soup in it and maybe a little piece of yellow cheese. And then she would wrap a sandwich. I loved my lunchbox. How about you? Well, my kids have like five or six of them, and they're all different in forms of uh, some kind of animals. No dinosaurs, the dogs or cats or something. But uh, sometimes I steal one of them, and I go to work, and people ask me, "What the? I mean, what is yes. wrong with you? Like you're carrying out this lunchbox like you're a five years old kid?" But uh, no, I just like them. Was... I have this pocket protector, which everybody's hate. And also, I need to ask you. While we're talking about sandwiches, what's the difference between sandwich and burger? Burger is the meat, ground meat. And sandwich, there is bacon in sandwich, that's meat too. No, no, the word sandwich means something between two breads. Uh, so the burger, uh, burger doesn't have any bread, right? 
No, just meant well, Hamburger, some people say Hamburg, Germany is where the Hamburger originated. So in general, a burger means generally it means ground meat on a grill with to with put it on a bun. But the word sandwich just means two pieces of bread and all kinds of stuff in it. So sandwich is like is more generic. Burger refers generally to the meat. Okay, because when you had to when you go to McDonald's, they serve the burgers and no sandwiches, right? Yeah, because they're a hamburger place. <laughs> Cheeseburger, hamburger. I uh, I don't remember they serve sandwiches. Well, there's a famous sandwich. Saturday Night Live skit. It's so hilarious. It has John Belushi and and uh, you know Gilda Radner and it, this guy is in a <laughs> he, he this guy comes into a a little Greek diner and this guy is trying to order you know some kind of from the menu but John Belushi goes no nah, no nah, I just got burger just got burger got burger cheeseburger 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 and it's this whole hilarious skit about cheeseburger like the, there's other options on the menu but the only thing that they serve is burgers But, but cheeseburger is a sandwich, right? Because it's two between two slices of bread, and uh, it can be qualified as a sandwich. No one would ever, no one would ever think a cheeseburger is a sandwich. Like, let's suppose we're going to go really eat, and I'll go. What are you? What are you in the mood for? And yeah, cheeseburger. I would, say, I would say, let's go get a burger. And you, okay, you want to go to McDonald's? You want to go to Whataburger? You want to go to Avenue Grill? Like, let's get a burger. But if I said Where do you want to go for a sandwich? Then we'd have to go someplace that makes some like really amazing high-end sandwiches where we sit down and it comes with a drink and stuff. Interesting. Is that what therapists say? When, uh, you know, when, yeah. if I'm a therapist and you are the client and you tell everything you want to talk about and I, I'm just nodding my head and say, interesting. Yes, and it makes me feel validated because I just jabber, <laughs> I just jabber, 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 walkie. And, you know, I feel good. I, my money but, but, is but, well but, 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 but listen, if you, if, you, if you feel better from talking, if, for instance, you start reading out loud any book, Ernest Hemingway, for instance, would that make you, make you feel better? Oh, Yes. Because because that uh, that's uh, that's the sound of my own voice, and then I don't feel. Lonely. Yeah, but there is no one to listen to. M maybe the the point is to be with somebody, right? Because yeah. I'm listening to what you're saying. I give you feedback, and you feel better. But if there is only book in front of you and you read it, I mean, first of all, it's difficult because books there are so many letters in them, and you have to somehow work in order to read. But when you say just whatever comes to your mind, you don't have to. Uh, overload yourself. My point is, well, uh, yeah, because I want to be maybe okay. Okay. No, no, I'm trying to understand this popularity of therapy. Before we started this, when we started the channel, I thought that was kind of a joke. But now I can see that therapy is a huge area of um, uh, industry, shall we say, right in the U.S. Oh, it is. Well, there's also things like there's there's different types of therapists: people that are trained in family counseling, people that are trained in drug addiction, people that are trained trained in eating disorders, people that are trained in uh, like couple, union, couple, or, couple, couple, couple counseling, couple counseling, 
And there's even, I remember I was up in Portland, Oregon, I don't know, five or six years ago, maybe seven years ago. And we went to this cute little coffee shop and there's some nifty little postcards laying there of people that, you know, hipsters left. And there are these, I go, what is this? And my daughter goes, oh, those, those guys are life coaches. I go, what's a life coach? Well, is someone helping you figure out your life? So to be a life, so occasionally my friend Alex claims that he's my life coach. So this would be somebody who has some wisdom, some good listening skills, and you would pay that person to like get your life figured, get your life. It's interesting. It's interesting because if you have a husband or a wife, I mean, they're always with you. You don't have to pay to them, but you don't want to tell them anything and they don't want to listen. <laughs> But then if there is someone strange, like if you go to, uh, I don't know, L.A. and you ride by a train uh, and uh, there is someone in front of you, against you, not against you, with you, in the coupe or whatever this carriage named, and you can tell him the whole your life story and you won't feel any bad, bad right? You won't feel bad because no, even though you explained, yeah, because you will never see him again, hopefully. Right. Well, you know, that's how therapy people, works. Yeah, and some people will go to uh, a priest. You know, Catholics, Episcopalians. All you, know, you, mm -hmm. you go there, and you you kind of you used to be in a dark little cubicle, but now you just sit in a chair and you just say, you know, I've I've got these things that are going on in my life, and I'm not sure if these are sins or not. Like, you know, I'm, I'm doing this. You know, I wonder what I should do, and. You know, you, you, you get someone to listen to you. And I have been to some very wise priests, older and younger priests, that, that ha have some insight in, into life. And, and they usually give you some kind of action to do after you leave. Like, you know, go sit in the church and think about how mean you are. <laughs> or go sit <laughs> no, in the church. No, that reminds me of my school years when they... they uh punish you somehow in one form or another uh, but 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 uh, that's interesting though no, i'm thinking if therapist himself needs therapy from somewhere if if you're a therapist and you're listening to other people you're listening to other people well you have to you have to be able to share it with somebody else with another therapist yes, maybe and, and yeah no other um in um classical spiritual direction, these are people that are trained in uh, uh, spiritual development, and and a spiritual director always has his or her own spiritual director. So let's suppose I'm a spiritual director, and I'm on this retreat team, and people come for the weekend, and, you know, there's some music, and people are wandering around looking at peacocks, and people can go to a journal workshop. And then you can set up an appointment with a spiritual director. So suppose I am sitting in one room and there's a clipboard on my door and there's a couple other people sitting in another room with a clipboard on their door. You just write your name on the clipboard and you knock and you walk in and I see you wrote, you wrote your name. I go, hello there. And you just sit down. There's a couple of chairs. You can sit facing the plate glass window, which looks out into the garden, or you can sit facing the wall. And I would just say... So what's going on? And then you just start with whatever it is you want to talk about. And then the spiritual director, if I was your spiritual director, I would listen and maybe give you a few tips, maybe say a few things about what's going on. And then 
I'll say, well, you know, our time is about up. Is there anything you'd like to wrap it up with? And then you go like, gosh, you know, I never want to leave. And it's like, well, you know, you only got 55 minutes. You know, you can sign up for tomorrow. Then let's suppose I saw three people that afternoon. Well, I also would have my own spiritual director that I go to and talk about like my own life journey or my own family or my job or whatever it is. Yeah, I'm yep. thinking that spiritual director, I've never heard of them before, probably an American thing. No, St. Ignatius of Loyola is a uh, Jesuit who, the Jesuits are the intellectual defenders of the faith. So St. Ignatius of Loyola has the Ignatian exercises, and it's called the examination of conscience. And it's several days, you can do this on your own. Uh, several days of going through these different little meditations. And that's like, I don't know, I think that's like 17th century or something like that. But uh, examining yeah, it's like having a, It's like having a priest having a therapist for spiritual matters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, finally, everything's kind of all about that. Like, you know, why should I go on living? You know, should I stay married? What should, how am I going to pay for my kids, you know, education? Like, how can I afford this new car? Like, I just, I just want to like, you know, murder my boss, not really murder. But I remember once I went in to talk to somebody about something and I, I said, like, I am so angry. I'm, I, it's a sin. I know it's a sin. I, I just, I, I can't help myself. And this person who was a priest, he said, well, anger is a feeling. Only when you act on it, is it a sin? And then he said, have you shot anyone lately? I go, no. Have you stabbed anyone with a knife? I said, no. Do you have a noose at home that you're planning on putting around someone's neck? I said, no. And then I kind of laughed because I understood for the first time that feelings are emotions. And they may not necessarily be sins. Or let's suppose you see a pretty girl in the subway. And you're like thinking about her. And you're thinking about her later that night. And you're thinking about her the next day. And you're thinking about her like... You know, if you went and you talked to a priest and said, like, I can't get this girl off my mind. And the guy would say, well, did you ask for her phone number? Have you been to her apartment? You know, have you actually been with her? And I don't know. You know, it's interesting how thoughts and actions are and feelings are kind of kind of related. But I don't know. We might be tangling ourselves into a mess here. Maybe we should we'd just stop overhead. Well, if you had any, had to name any celebrities to be, uh, you could choose from to be uh, uh, your spiritual director, who would you choose? Celebrities? Father yeah, if, Don. If... <laughs> nice. No, I don't oh, know. I mean, I celebrity. would have chosen that Tina Fey or Naomi Wolf. <laughs> no, no, you can't do or that. Or maybe none with no. a gun. No, I don't know. I don't or know. No, I don't know. I like, I mean, I like the Dalai Lama. I actually heard him speak in Austin, a huge, huge auditorium. People waited for hours to get tickets to hear the Dalai Lama speak. And he sat on a platform with his shoes off and it was so quiet. 
it was it was it, like there were thousands of people in this auditorium, and uh, one of my daughters was at the University of Texas, and I think I was I was living in Houston, but I came in for that weekend, and somehow they'd paid somebody to stand in line for like ten hours to get tickets to go hear the Dalai Lama. It was not paid; you didn't have to pay for it, but you had to have a ticket, and it was. It was really, really interesting because, you know, he talked about peace begins in your own heart. And it's like, everyone, you just heard this collective sigh go through the audience. Like, oh, my gosh, this guy's brilliant. <laughs> the Dalai Lama, I don't know if it's a title or name, but I've seen him a couple of times. And he always looks so happy, like enlightened. Uh, or maybe it's just the front or... or uh, no, no. I don't he, know, he, but he looks so in, genu genuinely happy. And I think... My God, this um, this man—he um, either has no problems or uh, or I, I'm an idiot. Well, you know the thing is, everybody has problems. It's what you're going to do with them. And the Dalai Lama—he doesn't proclaim himself to be the Dalai Lama. Other people proclaim him. So when this Dalai Lama passes away, then someone will, a bunch of people will say, like, this is the next Dalai Lama, and they'll point to some little kid, and he'll be the next Dalai Lama. But one of the things I found cool about the Dalai Lama is that he, in the morning, he drinks hot water with lemon in it. So not caffeine and not tea. So I was on a, I'm going to be so cool and mystical just like the Dalai Lama. <laughs> <laughs> just can you do that starting now? Like, can you do that tomorrow, the water with lemon and drink it instead of coffee? Like for a yeah. week? Would you last for a week? Uh-uh. No. Yeah, that's my point. And he does that all the time. No, he chooses it. He chooses it. I don't know. You know, I don't know. It's like Thich Nhat Hanh is another Buddhist monk that has a meditation center in France. It's called Plum Village. And Thich Nhat Hanh, H-A-H-N, is a, a spiritual leader who, you know, he didn't stand up and say, I'm a spiritual leader, come to my retreat. Just people started following him and listening to him, and he was doing some writing, kind of like, you know, kind of like the Buddha or kind of like Jesus. Or uh, for, forgive, forgive my ignorance, forgive my ignorance, but am I understanding, am I correct thinking that, uh, the Dalai Lama is the highest priest in, in Buddhism, right? He is like a, yeah, he's, he is like, like in a military office, the general's the highest. Then there's the colonel, lieutenant colonel, major. Uh -huh. you're talking well, like a pope right? in the Catholic Church, right? Yeah, he, he, but the thing is, yeah, I think the Dalai Lama is a Buddhist leader. Because mm -hmm. there's I, different branches. Yeah, there's different branches of Buddhism too. So I don't know, you know. The yeah, more you know, the more. Are you going to drink but... water? Are you going to drink water tomorrow? Hot water with lemon? Or what are you going to drink tomorrow? A peanut butter you don't sandwich. Want to talk about Buddhism? Do you? Yeah, I do want to talk about Buddhism. I'd love to talk about. But Buddhism. because you switched the subject from from Buddhism to lemon and water and sandwich, but but anyway, I'm. I completely understand. Maybe you don't no, want no, to. No, no, no. What I wanted to know is you're going away to your wooded retreat to, like, carve things into the woods. and Yeah, I drink mineral water. You know what? Like, if you're in France, I don't know what kind of mineral water you have in the U.S., uh, but we have a local 
Georgian, and not Georgia, US, Georgia, former Soviet Republic, they're very good. Also, we have our own. Do you have any mineral water bottles in the US? Oh, yeah. Which one is the yeah. most expensive? Uh, well, I mean, we have Evian and we have Perrier and we have those. Yeah, those I are mean, French, right? Well, I mean, a lot of people love Topo Chico. That's that's from you know that's a Mexican one. But and mineral waters, yeah. Well, there's Mineral Springs uh, around Austin. There's there's bottled waters. Dripping Springs is a is a bottle like under under Austin in the Hill Country is artesian springs. So the water is oh. naturally bubbling up from the earth from the you know the land and yeah i understand there there's one place in austin's called deep eddy and uh there's a vodka called deep eddy vodka but it's named after this watering hole where the the bubbling water comes up out of the you know up. yeah no i'm just i'm just thinking that uh i've taken this pills magnesium and calcium and stuff like vitamins and now i think well, maybe I should replace this with this mineral water, and they say no, it's not used. It's not for daily use or something like that. Well, I don't know. Maybe I should use the tap water. Well, maybe they mean you're not supposed. Maybe you're not supposed to have like eight bottles of it. But like, I think all things in moderation. Like you know. <laughs> Absolutely, I mean even uh, moderation. Right, I agree. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's... if we agree. Then I feel like it's time for me to take you, a nap. You feel you feel upset? No, I don't feel upset. I feel great. <laughs> yeah, but you said you want to take a nap. You're probably disappointed with no. our conversation. No. No, napping is good. Napping is a prequel to something else. <laughs> no, I'm thinking. I want to go to the store and I want to get some sourdough bread. And I want to get some cashew butter. I want to get some bacon. But yeah, I'm um, going to I'm going to get my minerals from sandwich. I'm going to make sandwich today and get all the minerals and vitamins from it. Uh, I'll yeah. see the nutrition list and I'll send to you and we'll discuss that tomorrow. That sounds great. No, no one cares. But uh, yeah, in terms of therapy, thank you very much because um, somehow well, I like you. speaking, talking well, to you. Yes, and, um, well, we're co-therapists. Especially that, uh, yeah, exactly. So, what's a platform of saying goodbye besides the the ringing bell? A piento, a tutalor, ciao. That's in Latin, right? Ciao is Italian. Adios. Yeah. Got a bail. I'm so tired and discouraged. But uh, okay, have a nap if you want. I go. It'd be sad. You're gonna be sad. I'm. I, yeah, I'll go home and be sad for the rest of the evening. Why are you gonna be sad? You just well, because finished therapy. Yeah, <laughs> but it's okay being sad. Sometimes, after being sad, you um, start starting right, starting being uh, joyful, right? Or how? What's the word? For, yes, well, you know, actually... Said, said part is over, so what's next level? <laughs> yeah, well, no, 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 no. We drove. No, there's only so far down you can go before you have to go up. But, but you know, uh, uh, this one therapist over at Holy Trinity, I was feeling really, really sad about 
um, a, a very good bartender friend, young lady died here in Dallas. Uh, my first cousin died. My other first cousin killed himself. This all happened within like uh, four or five months. And a couple other things happened that like, and I remember just going in and talking to this therapist friend of mine in a, you know, in a session about an hour. And she said that grief is like a baby. You have to rock it. Yeah. So when a baby is crying, you pick it up and you kind of rock it or you sort of talk to it. And she said, if you don't grieve your losses, they will eat you alive. So when you're sad, spending time with your sadness is being faithful to yourself because you're a human being and so maybe whatever you're feeling sad about, you could sit and have a drink or have an ice cream or light a candle or whatever, have Jack Daniels, and just kind of like be with that sadness a little bit. Well, now I feel not only sad, but also defeated and lonely. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay, we have to finish unless, you know... 